Welcome to the AFL Aholic Show. Your unofficial AFL show starring free unprofessional idiots talking a whole lot of garbage. But if you do enjoy it, make sure you chuck it a like. Welcome to AFLaholics. I'm your host, Hayden, with my boys, Martin and Tony. And what a week it was last week with a couple of big games, big wins. But uh, what a week to come ahead with a lot of actual close games, I reckon, this weekend. Boys, how are we? Yeah, doing well, thanks, mate. Good to be back here on a Wednesday night. Plenty, plenty to talk about today. So keen keen to get on with the boys. That's it. Tony, yourself, mate. Yeah, going well, going well. Good win by the Tigers on Thursday night. Just bloody ocean. showed everyone that they're back and ready to compete again this year and looking forward to the Anzac Day classes. Yes, big, big Anzac Day. And actually, we'll just quickly go straight over the results of the weekend. Um, we had Richmond defeating St Kilda by, I think it was a whopping 84 points, something like that. Big game there. Absolutely showed them, outclassed them in every area. Um Next game after that was West Coast defeating Collingwood. The Darcy Moore situation, boys, what did you think of that one? Um, yeah, I thought it was a good move uh, but for the first quarter. But then I think once Howe got injured, Bucks probably should have swung back and tried to stem the flow because Oscar Allen was on a tear. Um, and then, yeah. So I think uh, it's a good move all up. Um, hopefully he starts more forward because... Essendon only really have Hooker and Stringer down back, and I think Collingwood's defenders can probably handle those. Um, and then, yeah, if the game's going away from Collingwood, then they need to swing more back and gain some descendancy that way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, go ahead, Hayden. Sorry. Yeah, no, I reckon 100%. I seen Lloydo talking about that. He reckons more should play forward this week against um, Essendon, and I, I couldn't agree more. I think... I think him as a forward, because he started out as a forward, he's quite dynamic. I didn't really watch the game. I think he only got a goal in the end against West Coast. But, yeah, like you said, he'll just, he'd stem the flow if they were packing on the... Oh, he got three goals. Jesus Christ. Shows how much I paid attention to. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I watched it. Third quarter, I don't think he the ball. Yeah, I watched it up to halftime, so that's my bad. Um, but, yeah, no, I think, like you said, when, it, when, when the... Game was more on the line, and uh, how it went down, he should definitely swing back into back position. That's my view on that. I think it was, a, yeah, to add on, I'd say overall it was a good move by Buckley. It was somewhat, I don't know, a no-brainer. Like, if you're going to try anyone up forward, um, he was probably the clear and obvious one. Um, yeah, but, um, yeah, just see, see what happens next week. It's good to mix things up, especially when they haven't been getting the results. It's good that they played a few kids, and it looks like they've got a few more in the works. So, now it'll be interesting to see what happens. but. Overall, the Pies are this season pretty much look shot for them. So the Eagles, on the other hand, look really good. Good for them to get another win at home, of course. So relatively predictable um, against an undermanned Pies side, but the injuries that they've copped definitely won't help them. And um, yeah, and let's just see what they can do from here. Well, I actually did get a question in from Tyler or at Tizza09 on his Instagram, and he did actually ask me. What do Collingwood need to do to turn this season around? And I feel like Tony's probably the man to ask on this question. Hmm. Well, um, he's the ultimate. Cold Yeah, they don't have enough. They probably could have 
use Chalor. That's the key. If they didn't get rid of Chalor, they'd be all right, but they did. And with Taylor Adams injured, um, yeah, they're in a world of pain. Injuries just don't just, have the depth. Yeah, injuries um, just stacking up. Yeah. And the, probably the best they can do is hope for that middle tier, maybe sneak into eighth, but um, it'll take a big ask. So, yeah, I think it's just a year where you just focus on playing the kids, getting mm. some growth, and maybe trying a few things out, like trying more as a forward, trying, um, I don't know, day costs in the middle, those yep. sort of yeah, yeah, that's. It. I just don't think pies to add on. I just don't think the pies, like Tony said, have the depth. They're really undermanned. They're like I pretty much called in the in our first episode with the predictions. They were the ones that you could see that were obviously going to slide if you had to pick someone. And they did exactly. They did um, make it in the eight last season, but they were definitely one of the first ones that you could see dropping out. And with all the list changes that they've had, it sounds like Buckley's not a hundred percent committed. Um, to his future beyond this season. And you can see why to some extent as well. It is a kind of, yeah, a rebuild to some extent. You know, they made a grand final just a couple of years ago, three years ago now. And, um, yeah, Penelbury, you know, he won't have that much longer left. So they do need to find that new talent, play some kids, see what they can do, and then just hopefully build towards the future. Um, As long as they give effort basically every week, I'm, I'm sure many of the supporters will be happy enough with that, you know. Tell you what, if Bucks uh, ends up leaving and whatnot or getting a sack, actually, no, it's his last year anyways, but um, doesn't get the contract extension. Tell you what, wouldn't mind him as an assistant coach at uh, Richmond after we lost Leper last year. So, Bucks, if you're listening, mate, <laughs> go to Richmond. Cross <laughs> <laughs> the road rival, all right. Um, next game was the Dogs defeating Gold Coast Suns. The Dogs just look unstoppable again. Yeah, yeah, not too much to add on to this one, really. I think it was just a very stock standard performance from them. Gold Coast weren't good enough. And, uh, yeah, the dogs just keep rolling on. Do you reckon Stewie Jew's uh, job's a little bit at a threat at the moment with how he's been going over the last four years? Uh, I still think he shows enough. Like, I think the players somewhat are progressing. You know, injury yeah. always does doesn't really help as long as they play the right kind of way and the right style and they keep moving kind of onwards they'll need obviously yeah. a few more wins under the belt but i still think there's enough upside there that i think you'd be right in the uh, developing uh, side and just from signs even in that um documentary um on amazon prime it, it seemed like everyone was committed and everyone does really respect him as a coach too it seems like he's got a really yeah. good connection with his players um I had another question to ask. Oh, yeah, with the Gold Coast Suns, you know, you can see a lot of, a lot of people are actually trying to um, kill their talent again. Like, a lot of people are going to start throwing um, money at their free agents this year. And I heard, like, you know, maybe Hawthorne might try to sneak Noah Anderson. And then you've got um, the King Brothers trying to reunite him at St. Kilda, stuff like that. So I just hope it doesn't go down that track, to be honest. I, I wouldn't mind seeing them progress and becoming a top eight side in it. I don't think it will happen this year. I hope, I hope next year. So to all those, I think it'd be good for the whole competition. Really. If if they start performing, they get a few wins on the board, they shake things up and challenge down um, at the right end of the ladder. Then yeah, it's just good for the whole competition. They're a really exciting time uh, side. They've got a lot of talent there, Mm. but I think I saw on Monday night with some of the footy shows, they were just saying like, eventually it, it gets to a point where if they, you know, only win a handful of games again this year, that if you are one of those top tier players um, that's been playing there, you know, for six plus years in your start of your career, you want to start winning some footy. And if you can't see any improve, like 
um, apart from the money where you can still get good money elsewhere. Why wouldn't you want to go to another side where, you know, yes. you can play some finals and yeah. actually challenge and contend and work towards something a bit more tangible? Yeah, you get the money and you get the success at the end of it. So I do understand that. I just hope they stick. I th- and I think they are uniting as a club too. Like you can see people do want to hang around at that club now. Like they're not... <laughs> Like yeah. obviously, I, I say every club should leave them alone, but obviously Richmond definitely uh, scouted a couple of their talented players. So, I mean, he's Matt Brown. If Matt Brown can get on the park and string a few games yeah, together, exactly. and he's the key. Wins, he, and I'll be happy and stick together. He is now. Yeah. Now the battle of the Bridge Boys, GWS, sneaking called up this out that. last week. Yeah, sneaking called up this and, out and, last and week. got Sydney in the end. Uh, yeah what a ripper game honestly like all credit to gws in an absolute thriller to win it late um there's so much for the young swan side to learn from that loss like like they say you know you learn a lot more from your losses than your wins and um and they've been flying so far so that's why hence i tipped this one um and i think you boys did as well in terms of just seeing uh yeah that sydney were flying high you know but they are a young side so they do make some of those mistakes and in a close game like this they come back to haunt you and and, and i think i've seen so much of that last scene where kelly kicks that goal on the snap and how like relatively defensively poor they were exactly that will be definitely in their review this whole week and that would be definitely going over there but to add to that like when you said um how we thought about the game like i just felt toby green again being captain um battle of the bridge Everyone will get. They just get. They just get amongst it when he's the captain. Like they get. They really get behind him. I think he's just a great leader. I actually think. Hopefully, you know, Touchwood. This is my own opinion. Hopefully, at the end of the season, he ends up captain. Like for the 2022, he ends up captain. And I wouldn't mind Cogs as a vice captain still. Like I, don't, I, th- I still think he gives good effort as a captain. But I think. Uh, I think Toby Green deserves that role after. Probably the, the numbers that he's getting and, and the following he's getting from his own teammates in that position. So, um, my next one is... Oh, sorry, you go. No, good call. Um, I, I just think, though, in that game, yeah, Giants wasted a lot of opportunity. Should have been in front earlier, but that injury to Tom Hickey was crucial in the end. Um, yeah. If he didn't get injured, I think Swan hung on and got the win. Oh, yes. Yeah, it was pretty much for them. And the ruck situation there, you know, between Flynn and uh, Mumford sharing it now, it's it's definitely given them another dynamic too. And I think they're bringing Flynn back in this week, actually, against mm. whoever they got this week. GWS have the dogs, yes. Um, next game after that was Port versus Carlton. I think we could all see this one just being Port. I put it as an upset. I had it in an upset in a multi, but... Being thinking, you know, after Robbie Gary kicked the goal off the siren last year, maybe there would have been a bit more fight, but pretty stock standard port. I think they're going to be there at the top end of the year. Um, Brisbane versus Essendon, Danaher versus Old Club, and didn't he perform? Yep. Yeah, I didn't watch the game, but um, yeah, from all reports, he had a good game and a good super coach score. Yes, so I did. Well. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, I didn't watch um, the game, but from all the highlights and all the replays and the shows and everything that we saw, it was just a really poor Essendon side. Like, it was torrential downpour. So, in a, in a game like that, you expect that if, you know, the team can do the right things defensively, that it's relatively easy to restrict the score. But it just looks like Essendon, they're still a young, like, I don't know if they're a young side, but with the new coach, essentially, or 
new head coach and still learning their style and everything. They've still got a few training sessions to work out how they work out their zone defense. So it was just too much time, too much space. And Brisbane were pretty much able to do whatever they wanted. So hence the end result there. Um, yeah, so the Bombers were just really poor in this one. So it's like one step forward the week before or looking all right, not too bad the week before, and the win the week before that, and then two steps back. So yeah, just have to wait and see. That Anzac Day clash will be huge, but we'll get to that soon. Yes, exactly. Uh, Freo defeated Adelaide. That was a nail-biter to a stage, and uh, Adelaide dropped the ball on that one, I think, fellas. Yeah, yeah definitely. I'd say, like, um, considering that Adelaide were in front, they're at home, um, Frio have been poor away from home as well and they're still a young side up and coming but all credit to him just David Mundy um, has been amazing this season and he just really lifted the team in that one and to have five back you know he's come back for what two games and two wins so he's just so influential on the side and he does so much so um, all credit to yeah to Frio there but Adelaide would be relatively filthy on themselves that they let that one slip Yes, and then the other one that um, slipped away was Melbourne defeating Hawks. Hawks were in it for a lot of the contests, and then they just absolutely sagged off. Yeah, Melbourne are just too good this year. Um, I think they're very strong. They were well led by Max Gorn, who had an absolute ripper game. Um, and, yeah, Hawks had no answer to him. Uh, I think that's the way Hawks season's going to go. They're going to be competitive. They're going to be in games, but they're just probably going to lack that little bit of firepower to get their result go their way in the end. Yeah, I was at the footy um, at the Cats North game, which we'll get to next, but I remember just looking at the scores um, during our game at halftime. I was right near the end, and to see how, like, before, I guess, three-quarter time and throughout the game, it was really tight, and then Melbourne just to pull away, kick eight goals in the last really show that they wanted it um, and to show their real class and poise and all those key plays that they've got to stand up there. So they're definitely going to be a contender this year and we'll talk about their next game, which will be huge. But, um, but yeah, it was really impressive at the end of the day uh, to end up with a 50-point win when it was really tight for the whole game and just to finish off so strongly there. And I might as well kick us on to the last one here, Hayden, oh, with uh, the Cats against North. Uh, nothing too much to really discuss there, like... If anything, it wasn't that dissimilar from the Hawks Melbourne game where North were really in it for yeah, most of the game. I did, Cats I, just... did, I did see after quarter time they were leading and whatnot, and then yeah. I didn't actually turn it over, but I was watching it like on the app. So yeah, it wasn't worth to watch. See that <laughs> like it, even there, years. like yeah, as all Cats family, like it wasn't enjoyable for anyone. Like in terms of Geelong, just kind of did what they had to do. They weren't really good with our ball movement. There was a lot of. Um, wasted possessions and we had so many behinds in the game. I think we had something like 17 behinds or something stupid like that and hence why Siebel absolutely dominated in Supercoach with all the kickouts that he got. Yeah. I think they worked out. He got like over 40 plus points just from kickouts. Like that's <laughs> ridiculous because that's how often he took it. And I remember seeing, I was sitting right behind the goals there and to see him, he just has a really good boot on him. Like when he kicks the ball. Yeah. Fuck it flies like it just goes, yeah. and you can just hear it. It was so crisp just off a big, his boot. Big thumper, yeah, yeah, big thump, and he just <laughs> penetrates through the ball. But that's enough said there. It was just got the job done and move on. Well, I guess the next one that I do want to bring up here, Hayden, is uh one of the key games of the round, oh, and it was yeah, the yeah. AFLW I... grand final, like we mentioned oh, yes, last yes, week. Yes, actually, that's so, um. Yeah, so what what a game! Like I actually did put it on. I say big shout out or. 
um, great call from the AFL to make it a standalone game this year in terms of having no clashing games with the with the men's game. Yep. And um, yeah, Saturday afternoon, I had nothing to do at home. We were just chilling out, so just flicked it on. Good to support the women's game. I'll be honest, it was the first game of AFLW I saw this season, um, but it was really good quality, like comparatively speaking to what I've seen in the past from previous seasons. You can tell that the whole competition just took a step up there. And to get a, um, a bit of an upset with Brisbane getting up against Adelaide there, um, and probably- yeah, it was really good. Third time lucky for them. Their third grand final, they played them a couple of times, I think, in it as well. So they kind of got their revenge, and you tipped that one, Hayden, too. Yes, I did. And I also think uh, goal of the year came in the biggest game of the year for um, yeah. Brisbane. That was absolutely sure. phenomenal. Um, yes, as that was concluding the round, tipping-wise, boys, we must tip our hat to Tony. He tipped nine out of nine this week, getting absolutely Perfect everything go right. So, to Tony. Yeah, thank you, guys. And, um, it's a we didn't have enough time to get through my multi last week because I cleaned up too. So. Uh, <laughs> <damn>. <laughs> so, the one time Tony doesn't put a multi on, it it, it goes through. Um, and then also to say that, me and Martin also got eight, so we were just one off. I think we chose my one was um, I had Adelaide to beat Frio at home. Eight. but. But, um, so if that result went the other way, two of us would have got nine this week, but that's not yeah. how the cookie crumbled. And so I can give you a big shout-out that Tony's on the top with 31 tips total. Me and Hayden are locked in equal second with 30. And then, yeah, we've got a few of the other guys um, trailing behind there. So if anyone, once again, big shout-out to our plug. Um, if you want to join in the comp and you're already doing tipping with footy tipping, it'll just carry across and you can definitely jump in and join the league. Um, yeah, AFLaholics. And the link will be down below. No so worries. And, and also another quick plug. If you want to get onto all of our socials, we're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, and now we are now currently on Spotify. If you are listening to us on Spotify right now, g'day. Thank you for being here. But if you are watching the YouTube channel, make sure you hit up our Spotify. It is just obviously a podcast version of this show. So definitely get around that. Um, what else did I have to ask here? No, that's it. Um, getting into this week's round, boys. Interesting. Yeah, match. let's look at it for sure. So um, I'll jump in here first in terms of my game of the week um, or one of the games of the week that'll be interesting and just have a good backstory and looks like it'll be a good game is the Cats v West Coast, of course. Yep. Um, so I'll be down there, down at uh, GMHBA Stadium this Saturday. Um, Saturday Arvo, the early game, 145 kickoff. And to be honest, I'm actually tipping the um tipping the eagles here i've just seen enough of geelong this season just to know that whenever we play an actual side that's half decent like melbourne um even like adelaide in round one where um yeah our style's just not up to scratch even hearing like the breaking news today danger out for possibly two plus months um yeah that that'll be that will have a big effect because he's just such an immense player you can't really replace him per se and he just lifts the team so i think the west coast eagles although it's probably one of the hardest away trips in footy. I think the Eagles will get it done there. You boys have anything to add? Uh, on that game, uh, 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 you go, Tony, you go. Yeah, well, I'll just say, well, if Martin doesn't think Geelong's going to win, well, I'm definitely not going to tip them then. <laughs> Fair enough. And, and I'm, 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 pretty, I'm pretty similar in the same boat. I think West Coast just too strong this year. They're, um, they're, they're a little bit of a dark horse in a sense. Like they... 
they kind of get talked a bit about on our show, but no one else is really talking about it in the league. And I think they're just... I wouldn't say... Like, I wouldn't say they're flying yet, the Eagles, yeah. but at the same time, they've got a couple injuries. Like, yeah. look, Yo hasn't played a game. Shuey's played one game. Yeah. They're key players. And then you've got the bigger surgeons um, of the forward. Um, what's his name? The young forward Oscar coming through. Allen. Yeah, Oscar Allen's just taken him the next step up. You can see pretty much like yeah. Kennedy might as well retire after this year. Like, he's not needed, if anything, yeah, like to some extent. Oscar. His experience and everything is good in the side, but then it just gives more space and room for Oscar Allen to grow and become, you know, that next key power forward. But not even, uh, not even yeah. that. Like with Oscar Allen, you can just see how quick he is. You know, like if he, like he just gets up and he wants the ball moving. You know, like even even when he's on the wing and whatnot, he's, he's actually a very very young talented player. I reckon he'll definitely go above and beyond Josh Kennedy in future years. Obviously, obviously. Kennedy's obviously their best forward at the moment still. Actually, with Darling, though, <laughs> Darling is just another string in their bow. You know, he's just absolutely flying. Um, I'll make a case for Geelong here, though. Um, Jeremy Cameron does return this week, though. So now that they've got Jeremy Cameron and Tom Hawkins up forward, maybe they move the ball a bit quicker and try and get it into the leading forwards. Yes. Um, yeah. Maybe they're not so special in holding possession. Yeah, no, that's a good shout. Like, for sure, it'll be really interesting to see how Jezza goes this week. It is a big talking point, you know, like they said he'd miss one or two, and what is it? It's round six. So, yeah. um, it's definitely better to be safe than sorry. But, um, just the way the cats have been with their uh, forward 50 entries, I don't think it matters who's in there the way we're delivering it. But we'll wait and see what happens. We'll see if it's a wet day or not. I think it is predicted to have a bit of rain in the morning at the moment, but uh, the ground dries up pretty quickly there. So, yeah, let's wait and see. Uh, Tony, what's going on? The right? Eagles small forwards are injured as well at the moment. They've got Liam Ryan out, Petrocelli's out injured. So, you know, relying on Cripps and who's it? Langdon, who's no good really. I don't think he should be getting the game. But, um, yeah, <laughs> we'll move on. Beautiful. Um, obviously, we'll get on to your game of the round this week, Tony. But, obviously, we will talk about more so the Anzac Day Eve game and the Anzac game also. Like, they're obviously the big prospect. Uh, prospects this weekend, but if there's any other game that you can think of, Tony? Oh, well, my game of the round is the Anzac Day Eve game. Uh, well, Dusty's 250th and Nathan Jones's 300th. Shout out to those two guys. Great career so far. And it's almost a shame that they're playing milestone games against each other because they both deserve to be winners on yeah. this occasion. Yeah, uh, 100%. Maybe it'll be a draw. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> no one <laughs> one club, one club players, great players, great leaders. Obviously, Jones been in a captain's position before, um, but you know he stayed dedicated through all those tough years and whatnot. Obviously, Dusty's had the success now, but um, yeah, like you said, Tony, I, I think uh, they should both be winners on this type of night. It's actually definitely a shame that they're versing each other because uh, I do have a soft spot for the D's. I, I really do like the D's. So, but. I'm very much looking for that game. We're obviously going. Like me and Tony always try to get a ticket to every Melbourne game. So, um, yeah, I can't wait. What a what a uh, what a night to go. It's always so good to go to the uh, Anzac Day Eve and very special. Speaking of Anzacs, we're wearing our poppies, even though it's just an image above us right now. But um, <laughs> for the Anzacs, obviously, so very special weekend. Can't wait for it. Uh, anything you want to add on to that game, Martin? Yeah, definitely. Um, I opinion, yeah, well, I can't wait for this game of footy. Like, I think Nathan Jones really adds something to the Melbourne side. Like, in terms of him, he's not like, 
you know, one of the best or most talented players there, especially in his latter years, but the experience and wisdom that he can pass on onto those players, up and coming players is invaluable. And um, I saw a few, him being interviewed this week and he can just give them that perspective. Like, you know, Melbourne played finals. Um, they played finals last year, didn't they? Yeah. So they played finals. And for him to go like, yeah, in, no, 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 they did, I guess it was the season before mind. that they played. Yeah, or yeah, no. Okay. Yeah, how I, sure. I remember, um, he just gave that perspective. Like he made the comment um, during the week, just saying, "Oh, lads, in my first, you know, season, played finals, and you know, you kind of took take it for you. It's easy to take it for granted. And then you know, he he didn't play finals for 10, 12, yeah. 13 seasons after that. Yeah. So give those players that you know extra motivation, just go. Hey, this might be your only final series. Like you never know. So. You've just really got to give it your all and he could be the difference, you know, spiritually or with that extra wisdom just to help them drive to that extra step, you know, to go one step further than what they would otherwise. So um, I'm to Melbourne in this one as well. Yes, they're actually crazy scary. And uh, back to that result with Hawthorne, like they're, they're starting to do those little things that you really noticed that make them a contender, you know, like when they're challenged, they come out third quarter is always called the premiership quarter and that's where like a lot of teams stand up and really make their mark and i think uh i think they're definitely taking that next step they've got that bond between them they're playing for each other the, the, the players seem like they all want to sign on and continue the contracts with that club gorn's flying petrarca's flying oliver's flying like their big names are there they're all flying um i think maybe ben brown might be back this week so that's another big in for them so um and then like and then even not only just they've got the um gorn and jones as leaders but they've got you know stephen may who was a leader um at gold coast signs and then even lever i think was in possibly the leadership group at adelaide and you can just see how vocal they are on the field and just how demanding they are of their own teammates so i think as a whole, they just work very well together. I think they're definitely a contender. And I definitely think this one kind of goes down to the line for me. Like, I, I actually can't choose, to be honest. I'm, I'm a little bit like, I put my bias hat on and I go, I want Tigers to obviously win. But I don't know. It's it's a tough one for me to pick, you know, because uh, even though Nank's been playing great, I think Gorn in the ruck is just too hard to obviously handle. And we don't have Sydney stack to uh, lay Viney on his ass to this year, so I got I got I got no I got no idea with this game. But um, my game of the round is obviously it would be this game, but just to give another perspective, is the uh, big battle between GWS and Bulldogs. They are always head to head, and uh, the two players that are probably head to head the most is Toby Green and Bond, and now they're both in the captain's position this weekend. So. I can only imagine this weekend is just... And it's the first game of the round, kicking it off. I hope there's a bit in it, to be honest. I hope there's a bit of... They're going to be a bit feisty. Yeah, I love the feist. And I, I and there's always that... Um, uh, Beveridge always hates that feeling. Uh, coming up against his old mate and Leon Cameron, so... Uh, I hope I hope this one's a feisty one, and this is my game of the round because even though like positions like obviously dogs are flying at the moment, GWS have two on the board, and they've got all this young talent like that is starting to come in there. I think they had ten players under no eight players under ten games or something like that um, in these last two wins, but they're 
like I said earlier, like he's driving to the Ferrari, all, all, all their um, B grade talent, and they're still A grade players. They're just killing it. So who knows? You never know if like obviously the dogs players are going to rack up fifty disposals between all four, eight of them. So, but who knows? Your thoughts on the games? Yeah, I think it'll be a good game. Um, hopefully, Giants can bring the form they've brought the last two weeks. Just play contested style, play angry, just try and slow the Bulldogs run down. Um, and yeah, hopefully they bring some fire and it can get a bit aggro, get into Bontempelli, get into the young pups. And obviously they've learned their lesson from the finals and won't be taking a backwards step. Yep. <clears throat> but yeah, I think dogs will be a bit too strong. Yep. We'll leave, yeah. we'll leave the Anzac Day game till last. Uh, the other games that are playing this weekend is Carlton Brisbane. How do you reckon these one will go, fellas? I think Carlton are just shit, to be honest. Uh, they're producing the same thing that they've produced for the last 15 years pretty much, which is nothing or not much. Um, supposedly every year they're coming. And once again, we hear the same story. We hear, you know, uh, the potential and the growth that they're going to get. But if anything, just another disappointing year. If we ask any of the Carlton supporters, they'll say the same. They're pretty fed up. They're pretty sick with it. Um, sick of it. Uh, even their own legends are bashing them at the moment because they genuinely just aren't uh, producing and I can't see there being much of a change, to be honest, this week. So, um, yeah, I'll just say Carlton to lose by 30-plus. Got a question. Other than Cripps, who's kind of having a pretty off-season anyways, and obviously Walsh is up and coming, do they have really any real A-graders, like people that turn their head and make a, oh, yeah, we have this player, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, waitering. Oh, yeah, but... Waitering. Yeah. We're the guns. McKay is going to be good in future years. Obviously, like, he's getting better, but I, I just don't see the... Like, the, obviously, they've got Kerno on the injury. Like, like, they've got a lot of good stars that are injured, but, you know, like... The whole Williams debate. Like, I, I, the other thing is, like, and Cullen fans, I hear them screaming about it. Put the players in the position they're best at. Put Get Petreski Seaton more in the midfield or on the wing. Get Murphy in the mid. He's just playing on the wing at the moment, just dawdling around. Um, who was the other one? Oh, there was one more player. I can't remember who it was now. But the, the, there's a lot to fix there, though. Yeah, there's the, a lot to that club. The, the, so they've got the picks. I just don't think um, Sauce has done good enough with them historically. Like, even look at Paddy Dow and, you know, there's been all this talk about it and it's hard because he's a young kid, so you can only go off the, yeah. the talent you see at the time and where you can see the objective growth. But so far, they've tried to give him the time in the mid and he just can't find the ball. Yeah. Like, and you go, yeah, just... what can you do? Back to the twos, really, and let him find some form and confidence and then hopefully shows what he did when he was younger and even though he's still a young kid and see if he can produce something at the AFL level. But, you know, it's not the same as the under-18s. So. What, what pick did Dow go for? Was he top five? Three, I think. Yeah, he was. Yeah, pick three. Gives me a bit of Jack Watts vibes, you know, like going at pick one and just didn't seem to ever, like, really hit a peak or, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah I'll, I'll take our position is probably the lack of B graders. So they've got, like, a few A graders, which every club has. Um, but then it... Drops away. They don't have many B graders, but then they've got C and D graders filling in the rest of the spots. Yeah, exactly. so I think they need to try and get that other upper tier up to get the B graders. And yeah, they just need some more role players. 
Yes, 100%. Um, the next game after that is obviously Melbourne Richmond. So, Freo North. Which one do you reckon? Which way do you reckon this goes? North have kind of been hitting, hitting their stride a little bit. But... All these games, like games like this, like, you know, the seven for Freo. Uh, North showed a little bit, but at Optus Stadium, I just don't even give them a chance. Yeah. So. Freo, done. Hawks, Adelaide. This is another game that you were quite interested in, Martin. Yeah, no, I thought this one will be a good contest. Like this one's down at UTAS Stadium down in uh, Tasmania. And um, I could just see with the Crows dropping their last one disappointingly when they're in front in the last quarter. Um, the Hawks are getting pretty desperate for a win now. You know, they're only around one in round one, four losses in a row, sitting second last on the ladder. They show enough here or there, but now this is a big opportunity for them at their second home, you know, to really show what they've got and if they wanted enough. But Adelaide have been looking good. There is a cloud or rumours about Tex Walker potentially not playing. I don't know if anything's been confirmed just yet, but um, I think it'll be one to watch. Yep, beautiful. And another one that is probably interesting because we'll leave the Anzac Day to laugh, Port versus St Kilda is the only other game. Do we give this one the yeah, time? Who knows what St Kilda is going to turn up. Um, yeah, you just... Port should win being a home and they're a quality team, but if Saints bring their A game, they could win, but that's a big if. Yeah. So yeah I'd, I'd just say it's like it's an unlucky run in the fixtures for the Saints. Like they've had a few tough games, like, you know, to play the Tigers last week, West Coast the week before that, and then it's their own fault. They had a disappointing start to the season. And, yeah, so they'll, they'll end up where they deserve kind of thing if they bring the effort they did on Thursday. Like I was lucky enough to go to the footy with you boys and she had a spare ticket and to go as the neutral fan. Um, but, yeah, if they produce anything close to what they did last week, it'll be a bloodbath. So we'll, we'll yeah. just wait and see. But, yeah, I'd say poor by 40-plus is my, is my tip. Yeah, 100%. And I think where they're really losing it is obviously in the ruck, you know, with no actual main ruck there. There's no... Like, Richmond just absolutely smashed them in clearances during that game. So, boys, uh, do you want to get get on to the... Dickhead of the week, mate. Yeah. Uh, uh, so this one's been spoken about throughout the week. Oh wait, no, you want to talk about the Anzac Day clash first? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I wouldn't mind. Um, so big Anzac Day clash. The Anzac Day, beautiful, special day. Obviously, for those who have done what they've done for us, unless we forget. But um, always the big belter between Collingwood and Essendon. Uh, it doesn't matter where they are on the ladder. It always just seems to be a good game. Full full house. Um, how do you think this one goes? And actually, at the moment, yeah, I think- sorry, at the moment, the clubs are kind of both on the struggle a little bit, so it could be a real belter. Yeah, both teams battered and bruised and have a lot of injured stars out. Um, obviously, Dugowie and Ridley both out with concussions. Um, and then we, we had a few more injuries with Taylor... Adams, Brody checks under an injury cloud. Um, Jeremy Howe got injured, so yeah. And then you've also um, got um, Hurley, who's obviously out for the year, but another big player. All these players yeah, have got a large injury list as well. So, um, yeah, it's a bit hard to decide who's going to win. I think it's a genuine 50-50 game. Um, I think it'll be an absolute ripper contest. It doesn't matter which. Whenever these two teams play each other, it's always a enthralling battle, um, tight contest, and both teams give it their all. Yeah. 
No, that's a good shout out. It is always a great game. I've heard a bit of talk about potential clash with the jumpers because they always got the poppies and different designs for Anzac Day, which normally I love, to be honest. They're probably like the best jumpers that I like as a neutral supporter per se yep. in this in this round of footy. And, um, yeah, both strides are, have been really struggling. So I think the best that Essen have shown this year has been a little bit better than the best that Collingwood have and considering the situation and outside influences and pressures. So I'm going for Essen in a tight one here. But they've got some exciting young talent there that's coming through. Um, so I think the Bombers will, yeah, will pull away in this one. I'm going also with the Bombers in a close one. But my reasoning is obviously the young stars and whatnot coming through. But my thing is they've been so close the last couple of years. And I also think if it, not last year, the year before. Oh, actually, I'm not sure how they went last year because obviously the COVID thing. But um, the year before, just that holding the ball that didn't get called. Like, and like the game felt like it was on the line. And it was just such a close block blockbuster. Like I just... Think Essendon will get him this one time, like you know, they, and then they need it too. They need that. They need that win against Collingwood, I think, in the Anzac Day get clash because they haven't had it for a while. So uh, I'm only choosing them based on that. Um, but a little bit of me still thinks Collingwood will get up. But yes, uh, and actually going off what you said about how you love their uh, their clash, what's it called. Jerseys, jumpers, whatever. Yeah. Um, how good was GWS's? Did you guys see it? GWS's yeah. outfit? Everyone the loved charcoal, it. Charcoal. Or, yeah, charcoal. a bit of orange highlighted through there. Yeah, I actually, I really rate their away top, and I so a lot of people have been calling for it to be their like main home jersey because uh, there is no team that's just fully black. But obviously, there'll be a lot of clashes with uh, like Collingwood and Port Adelaide mm. and stuff like that. But yeah. Um. Now let's get on to our unsung heroes and our dickheads of the week. I think you should start with your unsung hero, though. All right, all right. Well, I've got one here throughout the week. We've kind of mentioned them throughout the chat here, and he has been really relevant. But my um unsung hero of the week, or even past couple of weeks, I'm going to go with uh, the big mummy from GWS. So he's played two games this season, and uh, no coincidence that it's the only two wins that GWS have on the board. And, yeah, he just plays with his passion and lifts the whole team around him. Like, nothing against young Flynn. And I think it's good that he, he needs some time in the games this year. Mummy's body um, can't do it all season either. But um, for a few games where, you know, maybe they're coming up against your, uh, your Max Gorn or your big other Ruckman or Nick Nanui or someone, it's a really good one where you can bring him in just to really contest and be strong, be that big man. And, um, yeah, he's just been unbelievable. So to produce what he has, uh, I think we mentioned earlier he might be getting a rest this week, which is fair enough. Although every game, you know, is a muscle game, but you've got to be able to um, to rest him here or there. But he's my unsung hero of the week. You boys got anything to say about him? Love him. I love uh, the big sausage. I think, uh, I think he's just hard at the ball, hard at the player, hard at everything. He's, um, yeah, I just... Like you said, I think there's that good balance, you know, like put him up against like the big rucks, you know, like you, like you said, your Nick Nats, your, your Gorns, your Grundies, and then get, even though Flynn went up against Grundy, oh, no, he didn't. Did he? Did Flynn go up against Grundy? No, no, last week, yeah, sorry. Um, But Flynn, being young-minded, he'd get like those roles where he'd verse like teams like, say, Kilda or I don't know who else there is. Yeah. Golko Sun and Swift Out Wits, like those type of teams, yeah. I think is like Flynn's time to shine. And he's actually shown, you know, um, that he he's good enough to be at that level. But 
obviously just being new to it, he'd get destroyed by these other big big ruckmen. But um, yeah, definitely unsung hero. I definitely that is a great call to be honest with you. My unsung hero for the uh, round and for the year so far is Angus Brayshaw. I think he is just. I think we all just seen Katie walk in the background and all looked at each other. Seeing <laughs> <laughs> her and the dog say hello as well. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Just looked at each other. Um, <laughs> leaving the door open, Tony. While we're recording. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's all good. Uh, and then uh, Angus Rachel, he's my unsung hero. Just getting it done in the midfield. Uh, he's starting to get noticed. He's starting to get tagged sometimes, but he's uh, my unsung hero for free. So if there's anything you guys want to add on to that. Feel free. Right. No, good call. Good call both ways. Yeah. Everyone loves a big sausage too, and we all know we can do a good wine. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And then on to our dickhead of the round. I don't have one, but I know Martin does. Yeah. So, like I mentioned earlier, um, this one's been spoken about a little bit here or there, but in this day and age, the dickhead of the week, or even two of them, has got to be to go in how with the phone drama that they've had. Um, yeah, like realistically, initially, like when I first saw it, I didn't, you know, think too much of it, you know, both players are injured and out of the game, but, um, yeah, in this day and age, just with like the gambling scandals that we've had, especially at Collingwood, um, you shouldn't even give it like as an option to even have the discussion around it. Good on the AFL for coming down on them relatively hard, um, with the 10 grand fine, I think that they offered to both of them. Yeah. And, um, yeah, all the players have the training and everything and they should just know better that, you know, the box should be locked. No one should be able to touch it because you just can't even risk having the integrity of the game question. And, you know, if something in the, in the third quarter or fourth quarter, you know, maybe they're throwing someone up forward to mix it up and then they call up and do, you know, a bet for a goal in the last um, quarter, you know, over the phone. And it just it has the real potential to have big ramifications in the game, uh, ramifications in the game. So, yeah, just two dickheads there and yeah. they'll clean up their act. But even Buckley, when he was interviewed about it, kind of semi took the piss out of it as well, yeah. just... Oh, you know, he just got concussed. Like, he wasn't even fit to play out the game. So, you know, be easy on him or whatever. But but that's where <laughs> yeah. the box should be locked and, you know, kept away and no one should be able to touch it no matter what. So, yeah, I guess that's the other argument on the other side of it. Um, To add to that, like, I just remember, like, with the whole Jaden Stevenson, Benton, scandal and whatnot, Jeremy Howe was the one who he, Jaden Stevenson, talked to and kind of got him to admit it and come forward about this type of stuff. So... Poor leadership on his side, I think. Um, you know, he, 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 yeah, he, he shows good leadership the first time with the Stevenson act and, uh, and then now, yeah, shoes on the other foot. Just very poor from someone that you would think would have good leadership. So, yep, couldn't agree more. Two big dickheads. It seems like we just take the piss out of pies this whole show, basically, but... Uh, <laughs> but um yes that was just a very silly mistake for the thingo um anything else you want to add i just want to also mention buddy franklin um love love his form don't get me wrong uh i think tony mentioned his kick five three three in recent games um but how sustainable is it if you know if there comes to the pointy end and um you've got a forward that you don't know if he's going to be there. 
Well, you know, I think it was kind of just unlucky. He pulled up a bit sore. Like, he was fine the day after the game, but then after, you know, a couple more days, the body's not as young as what it used to be. So I think he adds value to the side um, at the moment or he's shown that he can. Um, so I think he's really important for for the side. And I think he's good for the whole game, just in general. Like, who doesn't love seeing Buddy Franklin? He brings people to the game. He puts bums on seats mm. and he can produce the spectacular and he takes a big, big defender out of that team. So... Um, yeah, we'll just wait and see. I think they just have to manage him throughout the season, like yep. like we kind of do with Gary Ablett to some extent, give him breaks here or there, maybe not travel for all the away games that are far away or in bad conditions and um, hopefully have him ready for the pointy end of the season because if the Swans keep going like they are, they'll be playing finals. Yeah, I think the thing that sucks for me, though, is I really wanted to see him hit that 1,000 mark this year. Uh, yeah. That would have been great, but I just don't think he'll get there now. He's still got one more year on his contract after this year, so... Yeah. Hopefully he can... Uh, Sorry, you go. I have a bit of faith. He can get there. Tell me, how many goals off is he? 45 or so? Yeah. Yeah, so if if he can average at least 20 more this year and then 20 next year, he should be all right. Um, The other one is Darcy Moorboy's thoughts on the swing position. Yeah, well, we did briefly discuss it earlier in the show, but it was a good, yeah, overall, it was a good move by Buckley. He had to mix it up, had to do something. And, um, yeah, yeah, it was just, uh, it, worked, it relatively worked, like like Tony mentioned, when um, the injury happened to Howe, it was probably worthwhile to throw him back um, again. But depending on what other targets and whatnot they have, with Dugowie out of the game as well, playing through the mid and forward. Um, yeah, they just need another option. So it's always good for them just to know that they have that option as the swing man to go there. Yep. Yeah, I think um, he should start forward against Essendon, try and throw the def- few headaches their, their way with defence. Um, they don't have much at the moment. Aaron Francis is holding down that key position. So um, Darcy Moore could have himself a game and could probably win the Anzac Day medal if he puts in a good performance. Yeah, well, Might yeah. be good for Tony's bet. That's it. <laughs> Beautiful. All right, fellas, is there anything you guys want to add? Nah, that's all from me this week. Yeah. No worries. Stay tuned for Tony's multi. That's it. Yeah, Uh, you got to bring it back. Come on, boys. That's it. All right, we're going to call it. That's the final siren for us. We'll down our beers and give you our crazy predictions. All right. Um, I'll kick us off here. So, um... Yeah, my prediction this week, I've kind of given it away in bits and pieces, but for this round of footy, I'm actually going to tip all games to have a margin of greater than 25 points. I think we've seen with the new style of footy and with the man on the mark rule and everything, we're getting high scores and a few more blowouts. Um, yeah, so all the games this week, uh, the winner's going to be above 25, except two games. I'll give, I'll give a bit of leeway there. So I might call out, um, I'm going to go the Hawks. Um, Adelaide game, I think, will be close. Yep. And um, maybe the Pies, Essendon, I reckon all the other ones, you know, you might just kick away at the end a little bit, a couple extra goals and go from there. Yep. I My um, crazy prediction is three big upsets. I've gone um, GWS to Dogs, that kind of thing. And then I've gone Carlton Bris- to beat Brisbane. And I've gone North to beat Freer. Massive upset. I'm not putting that in my tip, so... <laughs> But that's why? <laughs> why? <laughs> why? Doesn't count. But that's 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 my crazy prediction. All right. Um, my crazy prediction is that I don't know. We won't have any up this week. 
No, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I love how every week Tony is sitting there fine no, I think, yeah. thinking of his finals prediction when we talk about it. Yeah, I have no idea. Got, oh, oh, Gold Coast will win this week. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Gold Coast will uh, beat who are they? Yeah, they haven't won yet this year, have they? No, they have. They've no, got they one have, win, though. Yeah. This is uh, North. So they won in round oh, two. Yeah. Against North Melbourne, of course, <laughs> by like 50 points. They no, yeah, 60, 60 odd yeah. points. Yeah. Well, my crazy prediction would be North won't win a game this year. Ooh, <laughs> all right, no worries. All right, well, that's us from AFL Holics. Thanks for staying tuned if you stayed for the whole thing. To those on Spotify, we love you. To those on YouTube, big kisses. Um, and we'll see you next week. We'll see you hopefully, then. we'll have a special guest as well. Yes, yeah, special guest next week. Hopefully, sorry. Send in some questions. Yes. Oh, that's another thing. Yes. Um, if you guys have any questions or anything to add, feel free to message us on all of our socials. Any questions you want us to answer, we'll give you our, our most unprofessional opinion. And, uh, yeah, take it easy. Yeah, or even, or even just take a pot shot at Hayden. Yeah, so. yeah take pot we'll shots at us. Up. That's what we're here for. Uh, love yous, and we'll talk to you next time. All right. Cheers. You can find these three idiots on their socials, Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, under AFLaholics. Kiss your dad on the lips for me, and we will see you in the next one. <laughs> <laughs>